0: We are the ultimate bad reviews. Roll camera. Camera rolling. Roll sound? South speed. You look in the camera and run a take, you're dead. Marcus! Action!
1: Do you know Quentin Tarantino? I love his
2: movies. I fucking hate Forrest Gump.
0: There's nothing left for our kinds of movies.
2: Break back the screen! The
0: Directors Guild of America will bring down its swift sword of justice on you rank amateurs.
2: The enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming.
1: So I did want to ask you guys, do you think we're gonna be able to go to Godzilla's double feature at the Alamo? When is it? Yeah.
0: So I I know I saw the chat, but I didn't get a chance to look.
1: Let me see, let me see.
0: Alamo's like coming up with coming up right now, like yeah. They they just announced that. We were talking about last week with the Stanley yeah, Kubrick, Kubrick
3: movies. I wish they were close to us.
0: I know. I hate that I had to, we had to drive like an hour, hour and a half every time. But it is such a good experience every time.
1: So I think that his birthday is November 3rd.
0: Oh, so it's going to be like they're doing yeah. it. Oh, they're doing it. Yeah, for his birthday.
1: No, I will say that that's a Friday, though. Hmm.
0: I could. Yeah. I Thursday mean, depending. Yeah, Friday. Three. You'll definitely have. I know you'll have PTO by that point. I think we already used it for the for for the trip. No, oh, not you get, no. You use all. You use the PTO that's available through um through September. You'll get more oh. in October and November that you can use at any given moment. So November third, like I if do you it. if you didn't want to go to work that day, you just call, you, in call in. Call in, yeah. And I just got a bunch of PTO from working the overtime, so I could also use a day, hey. and we could. Joey,
3: yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I just gotta figure it sorry, out. Sorry, sorry to put you on the spot. This is in November. November third. Yeah. November third. It's a Friday.
1: Yeah, it'll be it'll be Godzilla's birthday. On top of that, it'll be a double feature at the Alamo. Okay.
0: That could be a good day, man. Get some Korean yeah. barbecue.
3: Sounds like a good time. I'll tentatively be there. Yeah, tentatively. i yeah. sorry. No, I don't We're, I, we're kind of putting you on the spot. Like, we literally just brought this not up. <laughs> flexible anymore yeah but. that's okay just yeah well, just let us know if you can go if you yeah. can that's all right if you're giving a
0: couple exactly. months notice yeah yeah that's what's up the, i'm yeah. i'm curious and it's weird because like they're they're mystery movies aren't they like they're not announcing like yeah, what we two don't, movies we they don't, are we don't know oh, what they really? are
1: yeah 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 we don't know what they are right now so, so this could
3: be like godzilla versus kong i sure hope not that would be I so fucking very mad
1: i kind of doubt i if feel I like go i feel to like the album it'd be it'd be like a classic Okay. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be. I
0: think if they did one. do a newer one, they would probably do Shin Godzilla. But I don't. Okay. I that's don't
1: know. that's a good guess. Now saying. I will say that um, another screening, which <laughs> goes back to what what we were talking about last week, is and this is on a random day though, Monday. What the fuck? F- uh, free screening of a Full Metal Jacket.
0: Free screening. God, we need to move. Where is that at? I don't know Alamo. Again.
1: Yeah, Alamo. You just have oh, to RSVP uh, by by purchasing five bucks of food, and like that's it. That's uh, easy. Yeah, Al- that's I don't
0: think it. Alamo sells food under five dollars. That's what I saying.
1: It's like, oh, I, I'll, I'll popcorn. Get some popcorn. Yeah, like I'll get. Yeah, I'll, I'll
3: get. I'll get popcorn. some of them muscadel sticks, and then you get popcorn with the movie at the same point. Yeah, like, this is yeah. great. Yeah, it's like it's why great no? deal. This is it's such a good setup. That's I get popcorn anyway.
1: So yeah, right? Alamo
3: a beautiful. Place. I wonder if Alamo
0: would do is gonna do like Godzilla merch or anything for that day because they always have like some uh, sick merch drops it is
1: it is his birthday i yeah and it is a double feature i almost guarantee they're gonna do at least a little something
0: they have to do some kind of something something yeah
1: the barbie was so surprising yeah. whenever whenever we got there and i was like oh my god they have a they, lot of- they made quite there a lot
3: of was stuff. a lot of shit there. i gave away those pins i don't know if i told you guys you gave away the pins i gave well yeah my my brother's girlfriend like loved the movie oh nice no, She she's someone who's like not that into movies but she was like i think this is one of the best movies i've seen she was just like amazed by how great the movie was so i was like i feel like you would put better use to these. you need these <laughs> yeah you need these i'm good you'll enjoy them respectfully more. exactly yeah. that's okay yeah that makes so sense. i i i was glad that they went to someone who would use them so yeah i enjoy them Rep barbie
1: yeah there you go yeah. yeah you're good i i like hannah hannah got hers and they're just kind of chilling like on the on the <laughs> on the bookshelf but i'm okay with that I, you guys know me whenever i buy shit from movies i just don't touch it i just leave it
3: on the bookshelf on the bookshelf wrapped
2: <laughs>
1: or no excuse me wrapped not unwrapped i never unwrapped that's
0: me sometimes that's me buying (laughs) blu-rays yeah right (laughs) and unwrapping not unwrapping them until we decide to watch them i don't don't blame
1: you that's actually like honestly man sometimes depending on the movie sometimes it's a good
0: idea to get two copies (laughs) yeah honestly like there's a so like you know tonight's episode we're doing midsummer and i had the i have the director's cut 4k and i opened it for this for this episode, and I don't regret that in any way, shape, or form. It's great, but there's a part of me that's like, man, that thing was going for like eighty dollars on eBay. Oh, man. <laughs> I could have absolutely just like copped another one, I opened that one up, it, and then just let that one marinate for a couple years. yeah,
1: way, yeah. <laughs> but, but I
0: don't regret it. It's so cool. We
1: also don't know how the discs are gonna age, which I know you know they'll they'll always come back in style in theory, yeah. but holding on to stuff to to gain a profit i don't really know how to gauge that especially when it comes to movie memorabilia unless it's something related strictly to the movie
0: and i think that it's becoming in at least in the past year it's becoming like a bigger thing to own physical media now that like physical like digital media is so scattered and it's like oh it's it's here but now we're pulling it and there's no way to view it uh, otherwise unless you have these streaming services so i've been trying to like if i if i really love a movie I'll go and buy a physical copy of it because I'm like, I don't know when this is going to gonna vanish. Like we were talking about it last week where they pulled over the garden wall and it's gone. You can't watch it. You can't oh, buy a copy it, of it. So I had to steal it like an adult. And I, I don't regret that. I had to torrent it.
3: That's so sad
0: though. Isn't it? That's like a great show. Like, I don't know why, that, like that is such a weird thing to just take away from yeah. from
3: the streaming service. And that's like, you know, I, I don't feel any guilt with torrenting stuff no. like that it's like you need to make it available honestly it's like why are you hiding this
1: I most? am more of a I'm gonna give myself one free watch to any movie and if it's good enough I'll buy that shit yeah <laughs> that's uh,
0: <laughs> like, I dig it I'm
1: not,
3: I'll find a way to watch it for free
1: the first time yeah, yeah.
0: that's me they know him at 2B headquarters
1: <laughs> yeah literally and then also I was uh, well, uh, a perfect example was when I watched women talking <laughs>
3: Dude, don't even talk. (laughs) We don't even need to bring that up. And you did that on purpose. And here's what I'll say: that only goes against your argument here because no, it doesn't that quality? I saw the quality, and I told myself I'm not watching it. I'll wait till it comes to theaters. That I quality did. on that side was awful. It was awful. It was. I still got the vibe of the a movie, million though. times better, and I'm not exaggerating with a million times better. Hell in no, I don't believe
1: no. you in the slightest. It was, I don't believe I, you. I
3: I loved it. I think it was in my top ten. I'm pretty sure you psychotic. did put it in your top 10. And it's all. I think it's because I saw it in theaters. It just. It was so good. I loved it. I. Yeah, you're that's, a madman for that one.
0: That's just a you movie,
3: though. Yeah, if the quality sucks, <sighs> man, it is just not worth it. Well, my he, man needed to see yes the blue in 1080p yeah, or 4K. You're right. There is a lot of blue. It's very but, but the blue movie. is kind of
2: cool.
1: What are you. Yeah, literally. Yeah. The blue is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I um Jesus. I whatever. I yes, I brought it up on purpose. I don't like that movie. You guys hear anything good about Blue Beetle talking about a blue movie?
0: Dude, I'm hearing like a lot of great things about Blue Beetle. I'm actually oh, kind really? of alarmed. Yeah, like yeah. it's already like it was projected it, to only make 50 million dollars in its entire run and it's already past that.
3: Yeah, to opened at number 1 beating Barbie for yeah, the first if, time. Yeah, it's in the four first weeks. movie
0: that beat, that beat Barbie. It's doing it's overall having a, gen- a generally um positive reception i still am not gonna see it (laughs) yeah like that's a movie that i'll wait till it comes to streaming that's a freebie movie like it already looked terrible for me personally
3: marvel cannot just shit on movies for the past like 10 years basically five years really um and then expect us to just all of a sudden show up to this new movie for a hero that we don't really care about well this is dc is it DC? This is a DC. Yeah, yeah this, this is, is a James this, Gunn movie. Yeah, this is, this this is, is DC a DC movie. Man. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's Blue Beetle's DC. And and the crazy thing is, is it looks like a Guardians of the Galaxy. It does, and DC, that's why that I think thing. people are really I liking no it. no idea. It's another superhero movie. I think DC is in the same boat here. You can't just keep giving us shit. Like, you just need to fill in the blank with whatever superhero movie, big franchise. They, br-
0: they took it away from Snyder, so they'll never, will never see a good yeah. superhero universe.
3: And James, I mean, James Gunn doesn't know Arguably. what he's doing. Oh, no, James Gunn is out of his fucking mind. Even, the, like, the last Guardians of the Galaxy, and and maybe he knows how to treat the mass audience and knows how to get people He started. made The Flash! But, that, yeah. but that's
1: who it's... Guys, we yeah. have to be serious now. I mean, these movies are made for yeah. the masses. So it's more really? like making yeah. movies in the same way that mcdonald's makes burgers it's it's not so much about catering to the burger connoisseur it's just trying to feed everyone in the cheapest and quickest way
0: possible when i think burger connoisseur i just think steve martin in pink panther just being like damn burger God. <laughs> no, that's I
3: That's what I think of. I love that. <laughs> I love them. The the, the, the
0: a 360 shot of him like, like eating the burgers. you so, love,
2: yeah. is y'all love. Yeah,
0: exactly.
3: Oh,
0: Jesus. No, I, I think You're right, it's it's a movie made for the masses, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with making a movie for the masses. Yeah. I just I hate when a movie gets made for the masses, and then the masses are like, cinema? Is this yeah. it? And it's like, no. This was a movie made for your smooth as an egg brain to just be like, wow, I'm so glad they spoon fed me this movie. Yeah. Oh my god, is that George Lopez? All my friends know the low rider. Shut the fuck up. Just see a movie that doesn't suck. I've seen, I watched the. A couple years ago, I went to a Sundance screening, and there was a documentary. And George Lopez was in the documentary, and I was like, oh, oh hell yeah. And the documentary rocked. Like, it was oh. so good. I can't remember what it was called, but it was about, like, two Mexican boxers. Oh. And it was, like, this crazy feud that the two of them had. I love that. And it was, just, like, it was... Um, they would just randomly, like, they would be interviewing people that, like, were in the sport or, like, were commentators on the sport. And then Adam of nowhere, George Lopez. And it, it took, like, three times of him coming on screen before I remember leaning into Molly being like, is that George Lopez? <laughs> yeah,
2: right, every time. <laughs> it just, like, like it. yeah, that
0: is George Lopez. Okay, she loves George Lopez. Like, yeah. she loves him. That's and awesome. then I... I don't hate George Lopez. I don't see I've a movie. I don't see a movie because it has George Lopez in it. Right? Yeah, no. <laughs> if I do that, I'm gonna be disappointed nine times out of ten. <laughs> I, re- I remember when I when I saw Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Worst movie like, ever.
1: That's the what? guy from Nick We've, and Knight.
0: No, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. That's right. I love George Lopez. Oh, George, He's the, the George Lopez show is great. Yeah, but Shark Boy and Lava Girl—that's an awful Dude, movie. I oh, own yeah, that on 3D.
3: Like, I <laughs> love that movie i've, Spike, I've seen
1: it's that 3d shark boy and lava girl in 3d oh yeah. no joey's
0: gonna make us watch shark
1: boy and lava Dude, girl i might because i've
3: seen that movie probably 50 times I'm like, oh god yeah that's a movie i, I watched over and over again i yeah. loved it
1: that movie's got got
0: got a soft spot and and In people's hearts.
3: (laughs) In people's hearts. A lot
1: of people on Letterboxd like it. I know. I
0: know. I know that I'm like, I think that I might be the only person that I know that does not like this movie. I remember seeing it in theaters and being like, this is the worst piece of shit I've
3: ever seen in my life.
1: I mean, even even as a kid, I remember watching it and I was like, it was fine. (laughs) It
3: "It was fine. fine. Like, everyone I knew also loved it. Like, that was a movie that, like, I was not ashamed to love. All the kids my age thought it was the best movie that year. See,
1: I, I distinctly remember walking out of the theater and I'm like, should I have more Shark Boy? <laughs> should have had more like,
0: nah. That scene of Shark Boy biting through the cage, I was like, I gotta go. I want to oh, go man. home <laughs> <laughs> so bad. This is the most mid tier bullshit. And then that guy would be in Twilight later. I was like, this guy yeah, is the bane uh, of Taylor my existence. Lautner. Fuck you, Taylor Lautner. Make a good movie. It's not hard. <laughs> For him, it is. Apparently, <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't no. think
1: he's ever been in a good movie. But yeah, I don't yeah, think I. So. I, I, I Personally, I love that that discussion on what makes a movie good. Is it you know whether people go and see it or whether people uh, from from all walks of life enjoy it? Whether it maybe yeah. maybe a channel like Criterion picks it up. Maybe that's what makes a movie good. There there's so many different uh, definitions you you could have for what makes a movie good. But I I, I, I do think that it's it's kind of funny because I was thinking about this the other day. When it comes to uh, fantasy football. Oh, man. I mean, you're really
0: coming at Joey, didn't you? So
1: so randomly. uh, Because the reason why I was saying about fantasy football is because there is a... I think an app that lets you pick what movies you think are going to win at the box office. But I thought that that was so stupid because... (laughs) <laughs> because what what I think will win at the box office yeah. is probably not what's going to well, win. What didn't at
3: you win last year? Office. Didn't you win the Oscars? He thing did last win the year, Oscar so party you, last year. That's you are also though. you're Oscar wrong.
1: Nominations are are, are different,
3: but I like guess. but
1: box office numbers are I don't know how to fucking predict that. Like
3: I mean I get I I mean there I feel like there are certain movies you know are gonna do really well. Like you so, probably could have bet on Barbie to be number 1. Right, that would the have been moment it came it, out. Easy win. <laughs> now like this past week when Blue Beetle beat out Barbie, that might have been a shock. That might have been like a really crazy.
0: But I think it like I Barbie's coming to its to the end of its run. Yeah. Like theatrical run, but I mean like it's not going to stop making money anytime like, soon. How intricate no could an app like that be? That's what I'm him.
1: saying is like it just seems so so push, so yeah. one-faceted and so boring. Like they've like, been doing okay, fantasy going to...
3: sports for decades literally. Right. literally so it's like i'm
2: uh, not i'm not i'm not,
3: don't not trying know, to rag on, on
1: on fantasy i wish that can. that that there was something as intricate as that for movie lovers but yeah there's just not what do we have box office here, numbers to go here's what i'll it. say we have nothing I, else to go on that's like actually tangible other than your own subjective interpretation of the fucking film
3: i already spend too much time on movies i don't need another like app to like get me more invested I into <laughs> i do i'm already scouring letterboxd and imdb and that's true. making watch lists of, and and then watching the movies that's true yeah yeah so i i mean i don't know. i also like am very worried about the sports season this upcoming football season just because i'm Why? always because it all my movie watching goes down drastically that's true i remember last you year like hit
1: the average two, <laughs> two a right
3: week. yeah i i've watched quite a bit of movies thus far in the year but like you know the super bowl's in february so it's like football season starts have, like next month yeah so i'm gonna have a lot a whole fall and winter my sundays are busy my Monday nights are busy. Like, yeah, it's going to be a lot. Mm-hmm. And my team might be good this year. Who's your team again? The Giants, man. Are we going to watch any so games good. together? I mean, I'll be watching every game. So it's all, all up to if y'all are down.
1: I am I mean, I'm always down to, to at least catch a couple. I'm not going to yeah, watch no.
0: every game. Goddamn, you but used yeah. to. You nerds have fun. yeah <laughs>
1: Well, well, speaking about watching shit, yes. did you guys watch anything this week?
0: But we haven't even done the intro yet. Why are you what? jumping ahead? What? Why do you do that? What? We have a formula, and you goof on it, and you do every this every week. Every not every week, but every now and again, you're like, "Let's speed this along. Why don't we?" And it's I like, don't know where to go. Just yeah. ramble. It's the preamble. I don't yeah. cut any of this. That's true. Jesus That's Christ! True. Welcome true. to the Shot in the Chaser Podcast. <laughs> A podcast for Matt is doing this on his watch (laughs) the whole 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 fucking time. This week, it was Joey's pick, and we jumped right into Ari Oster's Midsummer. We watched the director's cut for this episode. (gasps) And to chase this down, we all got our first taste of Richard Linklater in Before Sunrise, a movie that I experienced an ego death during, and I'm very (laughs) excited to get into it. It was great. There we go. That's how you do it. Now you can ask...
3: Wait, what am I supposed to ask? Oh,
1: my God! What do you guys watch this week?
3: Well, I guess I'll start off. I watched a movie I just need to just shit on for a second. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Oh. I, I'm usually talking about how much I'm loving a movie, and a movie just, like, moved me. This week, I watched Aloha. It had a cast that you know, is, looks so great. It had Bradley Cooper, who is, you know, uh, so-so for me. But it also had um, Emma Stone, um, and then Rachel McAdams, Bill Murray, John Krasinski, Danny McBride, Alec Baldwin. Like, I I was very excited for this movie. The shooter? Yes, the shooter. (laughs) Uh, And it was just so bland and dull and... It didn't know what it was supposed to be. It only made me, I wrote in my review, it only made me more scared that our actual government has weapons in the sky pointed at the earth. Um, and so I think that is not what the director was trying. It, it just was a waste of time. I wish I would never have saw it. it. Its poster just got me. The only thing this movie taught me is that there are definitely weapons
0: in space and the earth is doomed. That is Joey's exact review. Literally. I love that. I don't have, I have a couple of friends that have seen this movie. Nobody has given it higher than two stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, averaging really a 2.21 letterbox you also. like the poster you said?
3: Yeah, for some reason the poster got, I was like, this looks like it's fun. It looks fun.
0: That looks, he looks <laughs> like a robot.
3: <laughs> Alright, in looks
0: hindsight like, it looked bad, but
3: in the moment it looked fun. He um, looks
0: like uh if Bradley Cooper was, was cast to playing normal SpongeBob. Hi, how yeah. are you? Hi. The
1: tagline is sometimes you have to say goodbye before you can say hello. Get out of here
3: with that. <laughs> Did not read the tagline. Yeah, I will say that I mean <laughs> I basically looked at the cast. This and cast like, is this too is good. Worth, it's like, this is worth just taking a risk on. Silent I've Dawn learned my lesson. gave it uh, four, four and a half. God. Yeah, and that and also, half. I saw that. Who the hell is Silent Dawn? It's a, he's a he's letterbox a, he, guy. He's a he's a pretty popular letterbox guy. And he is, like, very critical. And he has very he, he similar taste be. with Matt. And so yet, yeah, sometimes,
1: <laughs> sometimes, I will say... He's off his fucking rocker. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I I I have seen certain movies that he's reviewed very highly, and I'm like, I don't fucking understand you, dude. Uh,
0: yeah. This seems like one of them.
1: <laughs> this one in, in particular.
3: Yeah. This is definitely one of them. Yeah. Like, he he, he gave me. he
1: gave he gave which we'll get into his review on Before Sunrise, which I think is drastically... Oh, he has a
0: review on Before Sunrise. Like,
1: yes, but I think it's like drastically like shot over the moon. Okay. Like, For no reason. We'll get into
3: that. We'll get into that.
1: We'll get into that once, once we get to the movie,
3: but, um, you watch anything else? Um, Oh, I also watched Fox, Fox catcher.
0: Ooh, how was that? That
3: was, um, kind of bone chilling in a weird way. Steve Carell. He, he just plays this lunatic that I haven't seen him do in anything else. While like his performances, his performance was a standout. Everything else was kind of weird. Um, From the beginning, Mark Ruffalo, the way he walked and the way he carried himself (laughs) looked weird. I'm just going to say it again. It didn't look... I I don't care if he's a wrestler. I don't believe that's how wrestlers walk. Um, It just looked very... It it just threw you off.
1: Every time you Uh, saw him walk. Every time you saw saw
3: him walk. Like, why are you walking like that? Um, Channing Tatum was okay. Uh, It was a pretty decent movie. It just kind of sad. just left you sad. It was alright, though nice what about you guys
1: yeah so what i got to watch this week um nothing ahead completely new uh in terms of, of what i like oh, to watch God. but um first things first i got to watch uh a couple of of john water's features i got to watch the movie that came out before pink flamingos which was called multiple maniacs thought it was funny very goofy very off the wall And then i watched the movie that came out after pink flamingos which was female trouble another great movie very goofy very funny um multiple maniacs is about multiple maniacs no way really who who do run like like a little sex carnival thing traveling sex show i guess and then female trouble is about uh uh uh, full female troubles Uh, just plain plain and simple i think i think that that both movies are great I think Pink Flamingos trumps the shit out of these movies. That's just me, though. Pink Flamingos really? is disgusting, and I love it.
0: He needs to see a, someone eating dog shit. <laughs> Has Sadly. to. Um, just remember, at some point, he's going to make us watch it.
1: And then in... Oh, man. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'm prepared. And, and then in um, on, on a completely different note, lighter note, uh, on on Texas Chainsaw a, a, a Day, I watched... A lighter note. I watched The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is the 2003 remake, not the masterpiece from Toby Hooper, but the piece of shit movie from Marcus Nispel. Uh, this movie.
0: This is a bad movie. This
1: movie sucked. And uh, anybody who stands either this movie or the Friday remake gets you out of your fucking minds, okay? Like, I don't understand where you come from or what planet you live on these movies are not the same, or even close to to, to their originals. But anyway, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I'll go into a little bit of details with this. It's more nihilistic, I'd say, than the original but in a very stupid, over-budget Michael Bay type of way. So it's not super yeah. great. It's very stupid. And Michael
3: Bay produced this? Michael one, Bay
1: or? produced it. So it looks just yeah. like Transformers from, from
0: from 2007. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> he didn't direct what it, Texas but he Chainsaw. produced it. It's Texas Chainsaw.
0: And it looks like... The word laughable is all over Matt's review here. <laughs> yeah. Laughable.
1: I, I think that the only good thing that I would take away from this is I kind of like Leatherface's look. Because he looks a little mean, yeah. but he's a little too over the top and overpowered for me. He literally gets his arm chainsawed off, and he still manages to come back. And oh, apparently... Please nerf. Apparently, he can look through windshields when it's pouring rain <laughs> and see that there's someone who's not his family member driving, I guess, a car that was his... That was his dad's, or whatever, family members. Fuck it. I'm not going to go into that much detail. It's not, it's not that important. Like we're not, we're, we're, we're not talking about this stupid yeah, movie tonight. <laughs> it literally, dude, it felt like he had powers. And I was like, that's not Bubba. Like, that's not that character. It, it's just definitely made by someone who didn't understand at all what the movie was about, the original. And yeah. they're just interested in making something that was a little bit more cheesy, a little bit something more over the top. So then I decided to watch Friday the the, the the 13th. Unbeknownst to me, it's made by the same fucking guy. That's okay, so the funny. same dude. Six years you after. You let
0: this guy, like, fuck you twice. Yes. Now,
1: I will say that his style is a lot better suited for a Friday movie. Hands down. Not by much. Not by much, but a lot better than Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw is good the way it is when, when Toby Hooper made it. Yeah. I don't think anybody else could tackle the subject matter and handle it the way that that toby hooper did it's just such a particular set of things going right for a movie to be that good friday is kind of like anybody can make uh, the uh, friday the 13th movie there's not a lot going on you literally just have to bring jason back and then you have to kill him and then you have to bring him back in the last five minutes that's pretty much a friday the 13th movie there's not a whole lot that needs to happen this movie opens up with a with a really fun opener where Jason just kills a bunch of different counselors and it's pretty brutal. And he 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 hangs a girl inside of a sleeping bag, like over top of the fire, and she she like cooks in it. And th- that was pretty wild. And then on top of that, while she's like freaking out and wiggling in the sleeping bag, her boyfriend runs over to her and then Jason set a bear trap and he like walks into it. Oh my God. I was like, Whoa, this is pretty cool, but uh that's just the opening i mean as soon as it goes from there i mean the movie knows what it is we're just there to watch a bunch of camp counselors die i think it it felt kind of like a greatest hits album where you're like i know all the songs but that does it's not the best album like by by any means
0: interesting so
1: still is a friday movie this dude almost nailed the friday movie not my favorite didn't necessarily enjoy either movie but I liked Friday the 13th more. And of course, the John Waters movies were good, too. Nice. So. Nice. How about you, Nick?
0: Well, I finally sat down. Molly's been trying to get me to watch it for over a year now. Um, but we we started breaking out all the fall stuff. And she's like, there's a scary movie in one you'd watch forever. And I always know what it is. She's like, "We ha- you have to watch Smile i was like god baby. i've been avoiding this for so long because yeah. like it looked stupid as hell there was nothing it, it, of it, interest it. about it the
1: marketing was like
0: it was too much i don't like when a movie gets overmarketed because then it just tells me that you don't have confidence in the movie um but <laughs> i will say that movie was a lot better than i was expecting it to be like i was like oh, yeah. this movie this movie isn't taking itself too seriously it's not trying to do anything crazy. It's just like I'm going to tell you a story and I'm going to scare the shit out of you when I can. And I would say 90% of the scares in that movie land so beautifully. Like so so good. There's one scene in particular that like I jumped out of like off the couch. And it was the scene where she's sitting in her car and she's scrambling and you see the sister come charging out of the house after they just had this argument and i was like oh god what is this woman gonna say now what shitty thing is she gonna say to the sister now and she knocks on the door the window and i'm like maybe she'll like be like i believe you or something and she turns she goes what and the sister's head like dangles yeah. in front of the window and i was like, Fuck! like yeah, that shit that got, got me out. so good it lives in my in my mind. It's like, oh my yeah. fucking
2: God.
1: There's
0: a handful of scares that are like not... Well, I wouldn't even say it. There's one particular scare that I had to knock it like a whole star for. And it's when the therapist comes over and the therapist smiles and talks. I was like, ah, this, cut this out. Like this movie's already like a little too long. If you cut this whole segment out, like you have like an almost perfect horror movie on your hands here. It's good. It's original. It's fun without taking itself too seriously. And it delivers good scares and yep. good like... Over the top, kind of like campy horror vibes to it. Strong intro, strong outro. Very curious what a sequel is going to look like because that is in the work. They've confirmed workshop. a sequel. They ha- at least Letterboxd has, and it's oh, the same wow. director. So I'm curious to see where that all ends up going. But I mean, yeah, I very I would definitely see that. The in Marketing for it
3: was insane. I remember. You yeah, like it would be like smiling weirdly everywhere at like
0: baseball games yeah. and stuff. Like it was like, oh shit, smile. <laughs> Yeah. Same yeah. with Megan and, and shit that. like that. Yeah,
1: Megan was one of Which the Which one letdowns. came first? I'm Which pretty Snow? sure that
0: Smile came first. I was going to say. I, I think Smile they were was the first
3: last year to really do something like that. It had
0: been a while, I don't know. Remember like when it came out and all those You're clown right. sightings yeah. started yeah, I mean, showing yeah. up?
3: And
1: also like whenever Halloween ends was coming out, there was like Michael Myers in Manhattan and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just walking around and shit like that. Like okay. they, they they do that for a bunch of big blockbuster like horror movies, but Smile was definitely one that I felt like you could you you couldn't escape it. It was yeah. like everywhere you looked it was there. I know
3: at least like during sports games, that's like the first horror movie ad yeah. I've seen personally. That would that. be that so funny
1: if they made another Halloween film and, and Michael Myers just sitting in the crowd, yeah. he's just not even moving, he's just watching the
0: game. <laughs> People are cheering and yeah, he's just, yeah, he's just sitting there staring. staring.
1: And then yeah, yeah, it starts playing the breathing and then it cuts in like Laurie Strode is like on the front line just like just just watching. <laughs> <the game. laughs>
2: that would be awesome. But so, yeah,
1: sadly, no. The the marketing's not that good.
0: Then the then the movie was not great. But no, Smile was yeah. good. Smile was genuinely a very good movie. I do regret not seeing it in theaters initially, but I, I really, really liked it. Um I do I gave it a four out of five on my letterbox. i I'd nice. highly recommend it. But Cool. Yeah. let's get into some movies that i also very highly recommend <laughs> yes let's get indeed. into our shots let's discuss ari aster's what i think is his his masterpiece yeah midsummer yes what is midsummer about matt
1: so the as we already said directed by ari aster the tagline goes like this let the festivities begin and the the summary follows Several friends travel to Sweden to study, as anthropologists, a summer festival. Hold up. That's so weird. Okay. Several friends friends travel to Sweden to study, as anthropologists, a summer festival that is held every 90 years in the remote hometown of one of them. That's horrifically worded,
0: though. (laughs) Wow, that's That's like a grammatical nightmare. Yeah. What the Oh, trip my you
1: up. fucking god. What begins Oh, it's still going. It's yeah. still going. Uh, what begins as a dream vacation in a place where the sun never sets gradually turns into a dark nightmare as the mysterious inhabitants invite them to participate in their disturbing festive activities. I
3: have to read this. That I, is
1: one of the worst written two, summaries. Two that
3: sentences ever that was. There
1: was two sentences. Yeah.
3: Several
0: friends travel to Sweden to study as anthropologists a, a summer. summer I'm, to, I'm probably supposed to say at a summer festival that is held every ninety years in the remote hometown of one of them. What begins his a dream vacation in a place where the sun sets yeah, that gradually happen. turns. It, that's like not a. Se- it's not
1: grammatically correct, dude.
0: Letterbox, you need to get fire whoever fucking. This yeah, is like, like a huge yeah, movie. Yeah, I mean, this yeah.
3: is a big movie for them. They need to. get This is like a Letterbox and
0: staple, and this is yeah.
3: fucked. Yeah, we are. Sitting at a 3.8 on Letterboxd. Should be higher. Yeah, I'm actually very shocked at that. Like, with some of the movies that are out of four. Yeah, the fact honestly. That this isn't out of four, is mind blowing.
1: Oh, bro. I mean, yes. <laughs> like, uh, we're, 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 we're literally. I would just like to talk to the people that, that don't that like
3: this. That, that even have a four, I'm with you. Or even a. You know who has a three and a half? The guy we just talked about, Silent Dawn. For real? Yeah. And, and yet. Yeah, just, I'd love to know what these people were thinking.
1: There's a lot of people who do give this a three and a half. I mean, it's just It, it is sort of. If dangerous.
0: your brain is yeah, that it. small, that's on you, yeah, dog. You but to be wrong. But I got that big brain, and I will. And like, I'm just gonna get it out front. I'm pretty sure we're all on the same page. I gave this movie a five. <laughs> yeah, I gave it. Yeah. Five. Just getting that out of the way now. Yeah, I. Love I have it. a midsummer tattoo. I love this yeah, movie. Yeah. Love and it. I think this is the this is the peak. Of Ari Aster's career, I don't think he'll ever make yeah. a movie as good as this.
3: Arguably, so yeah. Did you guys watch Hereditary in uh, theaters? I saw the Hereditary in theaters three times. Okay. See, I watched Hereditary after I watched Midsummer, like, like years probably after I watched Midsummer. Man, you was, did it wrong. I was scared. Um, I actually like with Midsummer. I only watched it because it was an A twenty four movie. It's actually a very similar experience to, with Midsummer as it was for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I kind of went in just knowing, like, this is a director that's done a good movie for A24 before, but I haven't seen it. Right. And uh, I, I just kind of went in blind to Midsummer and was, like, blown away. I'm like, oh my God, this movie is amazing. And when it came out on demand, I actually bought Hereditary and Midsummer at the same time. And then months later i watched hereditary i didn't even watch hereditary i was too scared to watch it
1: yeah i don't blame you though that that movie was intense seeing it yeah. uh at 10 p.m at night was yeah. one of the scariest things i've ever done
3: yeah a, oh man in, i don't know if theater. i could do that that's
0: crazy i saw totally it in a packed could. theater i saw it in an empty theater like <laughs> yeah there was no way to not be like be scared during that yeah, movie. Yeah. Even when you knew what was coming, you were still just like, oh god, this is yeah. it. She's on the ceiling. Oh god.
1: Yeah. And Midsummer was definitely a different experience. It's not as spooky, I would say, yeah. but it is still very anxious. And very, there's a lot of anxiety that I feel while wow, while wow, watching. Not not so much now because I know what what punches it's
0: pulling. But now I just get to enjoy it. It's more yeah. Just like, I just I know what's and going I, next.
1: I like I like that a lot.
0: I remember when it came out. You and I were working together, and um, I remember you saw Midsummer before I did, and I was so excited. And I was like, I was like, tomorrow when we work together, you got to tell me what it was like. And Matt comes in the next day, and he's like it's better than hereditary and i was like holy shit that can't be possible hereditary <laughs> is so too. good and i saw it i remember being like that wasn't better than hereditary that was that was great but that is not better than hereditary and he was like wow sit on it and i was like okay so i went and saw it again like a, like i think a week later and i was like oh wow and i went to richmond and visited a friend and we saw it there had the worst experience of my life. Oh my god. I sat in like a theater that was like packed and the guy in front of me, kind of like when we saw the room, the guy in front of me commentated throughout the whole fucking movie. What? And I was like, dude, I'm gonna gut you if you do not yeah. shut the fuck yeah, up during this, fuck this movie. This he was like George Costanza in that episode of Seinfeld where he's commentating. Really like, just- he even does the thing where he literally yelled out, that's gotta hurt halfway oh, through the movie. no, I know when he did it Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're exactly right. Oh and I was just like, god. you gotta that's fucking That's not funny, up. man. No, you gotta get the out of here bite no, that, down on a cyanide it, capsule don't ruin my fucking like time he, during
3: that movie in our theater like you could hear a pin drop yeah that's <laughs> the way it's supposed to be <laughs> like it just, your heart just sinks because you feel like you literally just watched someone die yeah it's so, bone chilling yeah and true. then i saw it
0: again when regal did like the one night uh showing of the director's cut yeah and yeah. i was like that after that i was like this is it this is the best movie this guy will ever make yeah. And it was proven when Bo is Afraid came out, and it was not even kind of as good as Hereditary or Midsummer. But I agree that you, I needed to sit with it a little bit because I was prepared. I was expecting another Hereditary. I was expecting another, like, not necessarily nonstop horror, but I was prepared to be, like, scared. Yeah. And you're right. It's not a scary movie, it is a tension building movie that is leading up to this grand finale that has been kind of told to you. It's literally told to you in the first 10 seconds of the movie everything that's going to happen that mural that appears at the beginning tells you everything that's going to happen and there's just little foreshadowing here and there throughout the whole thing like towards the beginning when danny's laying on laying on the bed and she's got the poster behind her and it's the girl with the crown staring at the bear and you have like the other murals that they see when they get to sweden and it's just it's so it's great storytelling and this was also where I discovered that I was head over heels for Florence Pugh and that I would <laughs> absolutely live and die for her. The Bushido Code, yeah. that's me for Florence I feel Pugh. like that was yeah.
3: it for most people with Florence oh, Pugh. Oh, yeah. Like, I was talking to someone recently about this movie and I was like, I, this movie is what made Florence Pugh who yeah. she is. Oh, this for is, sure. This is like her She has a midsummer tattoo. Star. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I mean, it makes sense. Like I, are I mean, this is the best thing she's done. I would, I would for say. sure. I don't. I don't even think there's a close second. Of how amazing this is, uh, but yeah, like you can just see because this is. I had seen one other thing with her in it. I think it's like fighting. With, fighting with, with my family. Yeah, fighting with my family, and she was like. I mean, that movie's just very cheesy. And it's yeah, not, not midsummer. <laughs> and but I feel like midsummer was like she was very new, and she like. With what she brings to the screen in this movie, it just is jaw dropping. Like, oh it's yeah, one of the best performances. It'll be something that is like remembered for years. I think like when it comes, this will be taught in school and film school. And
0: Absolutely, it's it's that good. There's never a minute in that movie where she's not a believable character. Yeah. like she sells like traumatized person from the from the start of the movie to the very end of the movie. Yeah, and just. She's she's the May Queen. She's the star, man. And you have this amazing soundtrack to go along with it. Like at the end of that movie, this is probably my 7th or 8th time watching it. But at the yeah. end of that movie like the building is burning, I'm like, I'm crying. Like yeah. this is so it's beautiful. So
1: yeah, I I agree. I I loved every performance in it. Personally, I I just what what I connect with so much in this movie is how Danny is built up with so much suffering, and then cut loose from everything by by the end of the movie, it's like mm-hmm. she she gets a true clean slate at mm-hmm. the end of the movie. Yeah. I know that she's living it with this cult now, so you'll have to interpret what you feel about that. But that's, she also gets
3: a family too. She lost that's what it. I'm saying is yeah. like she
1: she lost everything and then gets re re rooted into a different place yeah. entirely,
3: and arguably a better family better May be. yeah that's, that's a thing. weird i know i know it's a, it's a it. very it's a very yeah. weird topic we to bring up people. because
1: because i i remember walking out of the theater the first time and the biggest topic was what'd you think of that of that of that uh volunteer suicide or whatever the I, I don't know what to call it the old people jumping off the cliff there was a certain Martyrdom. name
0: it was some. there was like a name for they they said it in the movie yeah but it's, it is like a volunteer voluntary suicide.
1: Yeah, yeah. something like that. It's like, I've, I've reached the age, I'm good, I'm done, I'm, I'm doing it. Right. And, oh, uh, that
3: voluntary suicide, okay. I, mean, so I thought you were talking about the two men that volunteered at the end, but yeah. That too, But that too. Like yeah, they.
1: That could be taken in the same context, for yeah. sure. Um, it was but like yeah, os- os- so it's just... I you're talking about was
3: like Oscar. The Austin Pen or something like that. Austin. Yeah. What? Alstater yeah. Pen or something. like, that. Yeah, something like I, that.
1: yeah. I don't. I don't know the That's exact the term, but yeah. we're all on the same page. The old people who yeah. reach seventy two. I think. I is believe the so. Age. Yeah. And they're they're just they're done. So 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 they're gonna they're gonna jump off this this cliff. I remember everybody talking about that. What yeah. do you think of that? What do you think of that? What do you think of that? Um, and we just kind of glossed over how this is really a story about how. Danny went through so much loss and then was by the end of the movie when it's burning like the reason why she smiles is because there really is no reason to feel bad anymore if that yeah. makes sense everything has been wiped clean from her slate even even a reason to feel bad
0: yeah her family's her family's gone this group of friends that like have just like shat on her from the start of this movie yeah. are, are gone except the one guy that genuinely was like hey like I'm here for you but even he's like you have like this kind of argument of like is this guy even a good guy or was this like his intention all along of like I'm here to steal your girl. Yeah. But I mean, you, arguably. Yeah. Right. And like in the theatrical cut, like it's pretty easy to hate Christian, but in the director's cut, it's like almost impossible to not want him dead by the end of that movie.
1: Dude, I mean, yeah. He's
0: a he's right. a much he's a much more destructive villain. In the director's cut, there's a cut, there's like two or three arguments that were cut from the theatrical cut that were added into the director's cut, which it's just a lot of, it's a lot of gaslighting, but it's like very weird watching it, where it's just like, he plays off that character so well, just like, guy that can't take the L, and has to dehumanize everybody around him, and you see him take it out on Danny, you see him take it out on all of his friends, Mark, yeah, and, yeah. everybody, And he's just constantly like, no, I'm right. No, I'm right. I'm correct. And it's like, what is your fucking problem? Like, are you this miserable of a human being that you can't just, like, be wrong? And I've seen a lot of arguments of, like, do you think that Christian is always this way or do you think it's the fact that he's... Him and Danny both are in this dead-end relationship, neither willing to drop the ball and be like, I gotta go. And it's like, because she and the director's cut, they have an argument after the river scene where... She's like, you know, we've been drifting apart. Like, maybe you want to leave. And he's like, why are you being all accusatory towards me? And it's like, come on, man. That was your out. You had it. You had your golden opportunity to be like, I think you're right. And I'm sorry that I've treated you this way. But instead, he takes the high road and gets fucking got by the end of that movie. Has sex with a minor. And. Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> fuck I, that guy.
1: I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that it is. It could be interpreted however. I mean, I I, I do like the the idea that they're both kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. They don't know what to do and they don't know which which road to take and what is the best action for them to get out of the current situation that that they're in. But at the same time, I think it just depends on which cut you're watching because the cut that was played in theaters, I remember – the whole time it was more up in the air. And when (laughs) when Danny's given that decision, it felt a lot more weighty in the sense of, Oh my God, she's gonna do it! Like she's going to kill him. Oh my God, yeah. she killed him. Yeah. And then she smiled. Like what the yeah. fuck?
0: You're like, this well, movie's that's, weird. That's crazy. Why? Like they could yeah. have worked something out. They should have just broken up. But in the director's yeah. cut, you're like, yeah. I wouldn't have even hesitated. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, like, you're, like, you're, you're
1: done. <laughs> literally, when she gives, wh- when, when when the choice is there, my first thought was, what did that guy do to you? Like, yeah, like, right. <laughs> like what what did that random dude do to you? you have like, to if they're, they're, there's Christian, and then there's the the random yeah. dude. Like, yeah. why would you choose the random dude? At that point, like, come yeah. on, man. If it's one of the, if it's one or the other. Yeah, it's Christian. He's also drugged out of his fucking mind. Can't even talk. Can't even move. Yeah. So I don't even know if he'll be able to feel anything that's going to happen. So He
0: doesn't put up any like, cr- he doesn't scream, he doesn't, he just kind of dies in the bear suit.
1: I don't think he can. I don't think he, he because they they, they said, you know, they You can't you see, move, you can't yeah. talk
0: and you can't move your limbs. Yep.
1: So I, I don't know if that means he can't feel anything. Maybe it's a super strong drug and he's completely incapacitated.
0: Well, that would have been shitty if they gave him the incapacitating drug and not the two guys that willingly sacrifice themselves who like immediately catch fire and are like, oh my god this was a mistake yeah, holy uh, shit no, i'm freaking out i shouldn't have done this i shouldn't so have done right. this i shouldn't have done this right
3: yeah well, they should have given whatever they gave christian
0: honestly that guy just he he vibed he got into bear suit yeah. and was just like whoa yeah, really but
1: um other than that i mean did you guys like christian's friends at all god no
0: his friends are 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 so okay let me let me rephrase you have a uh, you have a few friends like you have josh who is who's the guy that's that's doing like the the actual thesis? Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily have anything negative to say about him. He's pretty neutral throughout the whole movie. He's he's against Christian. He doesn't really do anything outwardly cruel or mean yeah. to Danny. He just kind of oversteps his bounds, he, and I understand he his gives death. Gives
3: her sleeping pills.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah, you don't hate him. I understand his death for getting too close. Yeah. I, but I was like, ah, man, come on mark will poulter's character yeah. though like <laughs> man not soon enough like jesus christ yeah. and i get like that's what he's I supposed it, to be yeah, yeah like they he gave, plays it well you play his douchebag character perfectly the, the fact that this guy is like i'm going to this festival let me hit the pen <laughs> like, the whole do? time the whole time he's yeah. hitting the pen i'm like all right cool dude pissing on the ancestral tree and being really weird about it like i would be like insanely apologetic
3: seriously i remember the first time watching it i thought these guys are not going hard enough on him yeah like and you kind of understand that they know we're gonna get him in the end uh that kind of justifies it once you've seen it but yeah the first time i watched it like why are they not like beating this guy right why would you not why would you not torture this guy? And I yeah. think, like, if I had one complaint
0: about the movie, it's that I never, you don't see him get killed. Yeah. You know that he gets skinned and, like, his, his whole body is ripped apart. Yeah. But I, I'm definitely like, no, this is a guy I would have liked to have seen get, like, got. He's, an, right. he's insufferable from start to finish. He has no redemptive qualities. But he also plays into that part that it's that's part of their ritual. He is the fool. Yeah, and they bring it. They, they call him that like early on in the movie too. Before shit starts hitting the fan, and he pisses on the ancestral tree and everything like that. Um, and then you have Pele, yeah. who I think is inherently not a good person. He is fully aware of what he's bringing his friends to. He knows that they're like they're, either they're going to die or some they're going to witness people get killed.
1: And if they're not cool with it, they'll probably
0: die. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's it's just weird how uh, i don't know if weird's the right word i just think it. It like i don't necessarily look at him and be like you're such a good dude like it's just yeah. kind of like ah you lied and that's fucked up and like she's in this situation now we're like she's happy but at what cost but at the same time like like you said she has a family now mm-hmm. like she has she's in a weirdly better situation and I remember like that argument too. of People being like, "You all think that she's a good guy? She's the villain of this story. She kills that guy. All oh, yeah. he did was be rude." And it's like, all he did was fucking psychologically torture this woman yeah, for like yeah. for an undisclosed amount of time. But it is clearly months, if not years, right. so probably like, years, because like they bring up like, "Oh, we've been together for three and a half years." She's like four years. Four years. And he's like four years. You're right. My bad. Forgot it's your birthday. Four years and two weeks. Yeah. It's just like, come on, man. And you have that argument that's also not in the original cut. In the director's cut when she's just like, I just would have liked to know that you were going to Sweden. That's all. Yeah. And he's like, well, it was a surprise. And you ruined it. And it's just like, ah, come on, I'm man. Yeah, what the, like, like, yeah, I you. So,
1: right? You. Yeah, but
0: I I definitely agree.
1: I, I think that, I mean, I, I think that, that, that this is a really interesting topic, talking about Pele. I, I think that, that Pele is a weird character. I think that... He definitely knew what he was getting his
3: friends into. For sure, he definitely yeah. knew. He was gathering sacrifices to right. his god. Right, essentially. Yeah. essentially, yeah. His
0: brother does the same thing, though. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and his yeah, exactly. His and it was, does, I felt like it was shit.
3: sort of a competition because isn't his brother one of the people who offers himself as a yeah. sacrifice? I almost I, I thought of that as almost like a consequence because he didn't find the May Queen. He didn't find. Damn. Yeah, that's a good. point. I could absolutely yeah, I see didn't, that. Didn't
1: really think about that. I also saw it because he didn't bring as many.
3: Yeah, because he only brought It definitely two. felt like a consequence. And, and LA brought
1: 4 or something yeah, like that. Well, good including Danny, I guess, but Danny Danny was probably See, this is this is a good question. Do do we think because Danny was an afterthought. Yeah. I don't think Pele knew Danny was coming. I think I think I think we no. find out with with Pele or like we we know Pele finds out when Christian says, "By the way, Danny's coming." And then he's like,
3: "The yeah. fuck!"
1: Yeah, and he's like he's kind of scared now. Like, yeah. oh my god, this is like a random person now. Yeah, because he wants to bring
3: her into it now.
1: Well, he does, yeah, but that'd... he eventually, I think, kind of flips the script whenever, whenever he starts realizing, okay, she does want to come, okay, she is gonna be there, yeah, okay, maybe we can work with this type, type thing. Right, right, right. And she and she's a woman, so she can, she can go for yeah. May Queen. And you know, I don't even think he was necessarily putting all of his lots in that basket. I think she wins May Queen. At least that's how the movie frames it yeah. by accident. Yeah. They they kind of run into each other. The other yeah. two contestants kind of run into each other, disqualifying themselves, and then Danny's the only one left standing. So
3: Yeah. She's like high out of her mind, just doing whatever she can. Right.
1: I, I feel like yes. this time I really caught on to that. It's like yeah. it's that Danny had no idea what was going on, which makes me feel like this is even more of a... It's not that she's a good guy. I'm not I'm not trying to argue that. But she's definitely the protagonist of the story. And, oh, yeah. And the reward is getting a clean slate. Yeah. The, the reward is going from such a heavy sense of loss to such yeah. a heavy sense of inescapable freedom.
0: Reborn. That's,
1: that's the connection, like, right yeah. there with the movie. Which I think is just really good. Which horror movies generally do very well. That's why, going back to a movie that I brought up earlier, was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. When that... Yeah final girl makes it out alive and she's just laughing in the back of the truck that's not a good moment like (laughs) her life is forever changed whether she wants it to be or not like she is fucked up forever forever same thing with danny it's not necessarily a good thing She'll never
0: unsee, and she can never not have witnessed or be part of what what well, she was a I, part of. I, she
1: has definitely changed. We'll
0: just
3: put well, it that way. I almost look at it because, like, the first half of the movie, she's she's always like crying by herself. She's always trying to get Christian into you know to comfort her. And what happens the moment she sees Christian with that girl, she goes and cries. And what does she have? These ladies surrounding her, joining in unison. And I almost felt like that's the moment. Where she Something became kind of one of them, the yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's That's like, a good point, yeah. Yeah, she's like that. All right, I'm a part this, of this, this now. This is my
1: family. Yeah, it's like they are going to embrace me when my past life never embraced me. Even even her own family, though. Yeah. Like like you got you got to think about that because her sister, starting out the movie, is such a problematic sister. Like she, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like her sister has issues. But but every time Danny reaches out and tries to help her, she's she avoids her and she and she try and and, and she she's had a history of, of of issues like that yeah and danny's just trying to keep herself involved just so that she can protect her sister because she knows how bad it can get and it got bad like yeah. very very quick, very quick very all of a sudden and, and it, it it just almost paints this picture that 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 danny is is the only one who is keeping it together as best as she can everybody else is just either treating her like shit, like the Christian or it's her family. And they unfortunately suffered at the hands of someone who, and Danny probably feels responsible for that too. Like, Oh man, that's definitely a burden. If I, if I could have gotten to my sister earlier, Mm -hmm. imagine how much burden you would have, you would have felt like, that's why I like the ending of this movie so much. There, There's so much pain in Danny that just gets cut immediately. Mm-hmm. She's immediately freed from it. Gone in an instant. She's gone. Boom. It's, it's gone. like the
0: first time she smiles in that whole movie, really, too. Yeah. Like, she's she has, like, little, like, smirk moments, but that's the first time, like, she, like, seems, like, so happy. Yeah. And it's, like, even, like, well, I don't know about that. She has, like, the scenes, like, where she's dancing and she's, like, figuring out that she's speaking Swedish with everybody and, like, she's... She's so happy in those moments, and all she, like, clearly wants is for Christian to also be happy with her. Mm -hmm. And he's so adamant about, like, no, you can't be happy unless I'm happy, and I'm not happy because you're happy. And it's just, like, you're such an asshole. Like, it's so easy to not be an asshole, and you're just willingly choosing to be an asshole.
1: Now, I do have a question. The couple that Pele's brother brought, who tried to leave. Yeah, they died so they
0: died in the background.
1: <laughs> like nobody dies because they did something. Is that correct? They died because they were a preordained sacrifice. Is that is that what, what what we're all saying or is it like because Josh looked at the book, he got killed or because Mark went to the force with that girl, he got killed. What do you think?
0: I have yeah. always had a theory about this because when they're talking Oh, like when you first meet the kid from Gran Turismo yeah. and his girlfriend Connie. Um Ingmar, Pele's brother brings up a brings up Hallie. Oh, I liked Connie, and then Connie turned me down and she started dating this guy, and now I'm officiating the wedding, and it's like, dude, you got turbo cucked. Like yeah. you got so fucking cucked so hard. So I it's almost as if it was like a, a, a like a I always re- viewed it as like a revenge moment. Yeah. To be like you That's what I thought. you too. did this to me, I'm going to do this to you, but because maybe in this culture revenge is not necessarily the reason to do anything, I will I will offer myself as a sacrifice at the end of this.
3: Yeah. Mm.
0: And then I think what what is it? The other guy that that sacrifices himself isn't it the guy that like has like the meltdown after he pisses on the tree?
3: I can't remember. I remember really focusing on the the brother. I
1: think it is. But now, now that I'm thinking about it, but I I don't that'd be an interesting know exactly. Take. Yeah, like there's reasons for all of them. It's almost like they are paying for so, their sins, maybe. Yeah.
3: So I'm I'm assuming like the answers are yes, for both of them. Honestly, like right. yes, they're preordained, but there's reasons they're preordained. I guess.
1: Right. Well, because well, yeah. I, I mean, Pele's pretty much picking people yeah. who he see who who he saw fit to fulfill those those roles
3: yeah, in a way. And even in really... the car, he makes like a comment to um, Josh saying like, you know, I I found you or I caught you. Something like a remark yeah, like he that. Yeah, say, he, he him... says
1: something strange in the car. I remember that too. I was like, yeah. oh, that, well, that you was You weren't weird.
3: hard to catch. Yeah. Oh, like yeah.
1: That. It was something like that. It, it was yeah. like, oh, no. It was something like, i didn't do it like you already convinced them to go on this
0: trip it is by the way it is the guy that it is the guy that freaks out crying when when wow he pisses on the tree that that sacrifices himself
1: okay well then yeah maybe it has something to do with it with their emotional outbursts honestly yeah that's that's a great uh notice and then the same thing for i guess josh Maybe a sacrifice because he might know a little bit too much. I don't know. Well, they they
0: caught one. They catch him taking pictures of the text, which they were like, "No, that was like their one rule. Like, do not do that thing. Like, you can absolutely do do your research, but like, do not cross this line." And he crosses the line almost immediately, and gets gets got for it. Mark Mark gets it for for pissing on the tree. Um, Christian gets it because he is shitty to Danny and because they bring up earlier in the movie that um they they have people that come into this this commune and they mate but they like they don't stay like that was kind of like a thing of like you know we have people that that'll you know come and we'll bring outsiders in but like they they're not they're not here to stay um and so i think that was his like all right you're done you gotta get got like we're gonna get you out of here do
1: we think cause i i think the the second person who made it what was mark i think i think it was um uh danny's boyfriend i don't know why I'm like christian and then uh josh or no <laughs> mark excuse me what do you mean i think i think mark had sex with that with that girl in in the woods before he he, he, he was killed
0: it's possible because you see the girl that like has been eyeing him like after he dies and she's like sobbing walking across the building that's what i'm saying walking in front of the building yeah Yeah,
3: yeah. i didn't even catch that i thought for sure she kind of killed him.
1: and it was kind of weird too just because i think she did
0: but like uh, or like she saw it happen but was just like i hate that i that i was a part of this kind of a thing
1: Uh. and i don't know if this maybe i'm looking into it too much but i was trying to look at at the headdress of the girl who Christian slept with and the girl who Mark was into and they looked kind of similar and the outfits they were wearing is kind of similar and I, don't, I maybe I was looking at, into it too much but I didn't see anybody else having similar outfits so that's why I'm like oh, are two maybe babies
3: born every year, yep. damn so, so two I was people like, got to get Mark pregnant Mark and
1: Christian yeah and then Christian technically only died because Danny chose him chose. yeah to die
2: yeah that's in way, true
1: in a way. But I don't think, she, you know, she could have gone any other way. Uh, but. Yeah.
3: yeah. I uh, almost wonder if it was also maybe a test. Like, are you going to oh, be one of are us? You, are
1: you going to, yeah, are, 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 you, are you still us? going? Because, because this guy is going. throwing you in there with him. Right. That that very well may have happened.
0: Yeah. Dude, of, I mean. Such a good movie. Yeah. Such a good movie. Like, perfect score, perfect cinematography, incredible storytelling, such a masterpiece of a movie and an incredibly strong just second movie to put out. Yeah. Like you start yeah. with Hereditary, crazy. Yeah.
3: Hereditary Jump into Midsummer,
0: insane. You flew too close to the sun. Bo is yeah. afraid is, is is just fine and this new yeah. movie he's working on looks sounds fucking awful.
1: It sounds terrible. Nervous. I'm very nervous. I I personally enjoyed Bo is Afraid, I think a little it's bit. It's good, more. but I think I, th- I think it's funny. I don't think it's perfect by any means. Yeah. Not it's not as good it's as Hereditary
0: as, or Midsummer. It's not as good
1: as Hereditary. It's definitely not as good as Midsummer for sure. Yeah. I mean and, and I and I really like Hereditary too. I think I think Hereditary is really fun. It's 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 it it's has, got everything I need. Yeah, it has the same like tension. And I would even argue that they are very similar in storytelling techniques too. <gasps> definitely. Because by the end it's the same type of ending where The entire family has been dismantled and now payman the demon king gets to be reborn essentially yeah so kind of the same concept um and i love the ending of both movies i just love dark movies that have these really triumphant endings in a way and i think that's
0: it's not good and i think that's why i don't like Bo is afraid as much because i think Bo is afraid has a really like sad hand job of an ending
1: like it just yeah for real but it, yeah. I think it is supposed to feel, and I know that this movie isn't, I mean, th- this is not about Bo Afraid, but I got the same vibe from Schenectady, New York, where so, it's just
3: like, Schenectady,
0: you know,
1: synec- synec- New York, <laughs> I
3: feel bad. like both movies just like wreck you mentally so i i, I agree mean synecdoche with
1: is a masterpiece where Bo is afraid is trying to be synecdoche
0: every masterpiece has its cheap imitation and Bo is yeah. afraid is the cheap imitation and no. it's like no ariostra sure. was like i love charlie kaufman it's like that's great don't don't that's not what you do though like you make movies that are there to psychologically torment you this movie psychologically torments me in the worst possible way in a, in a very unfun way it starts really good overstays its welcome Fumbles the fumbles the finale and then is just over and it's like ah. Yeah.
1: Luckily, Hereditary and Midsummer do not suffer the same fate.
0: Not at all. Both both of them are five star movies for me, but great. Midsummer is a is definitely my favorite of the two. Like I said, I've got a Midsummer tattoo. I own this director's cut. I I cannot recommend Midsummer enough. That's so good. So once again, all three of us were giving it mm, a, five. Five. a five. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Well, then on to our our next movie. I I. Can't say that I gave this one a five, but I can say that I'll never forget watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> let's get into Before Sunrise. This one is by, that is a
1: long fucking summary is, too. It is a long summary. More than two sentences. And I think so it's though. actually th- three.
0: It's, is, let's see how many typos. It's
1: only three. Yeah, right. This movie was directed by Richard Linklater and came out in 1995. The tagline goes like this. Can the greatest romance of your life last only one night? (laughs) And the summary goes like this. On his way to Vienna, American Jesse meets Celine, a student returning to Paris. After long conversations forge a surprising connection between them, Jesse convinces Celine to get off the train with him in Vienna. Since his flight to the U.S. departs the next morning and he has no money for lodging, they wander the city together, taking in the experiences of Vienna and each other. Coming in at a 4.3 on Letterboxd.
0: That's high. That is
3: very high. <laughs> like, higher than Midsummer. <laughs> <is fucking> high. <laughs> it is higher than too, Midsummer. Too That's. It. I, I also wonder though if there's like there's probably not as many people watching this movie as Midsummer, or at least no, logging I it. No, I doubt on. that.
1: But we. Oh, you think so? I you think move. you think you think because because it's a lower average, more people logged higher. Midsummer than yeah then then before sunrise. for sure
3: oh, okay yeah. I mean, interesting well, theory i think midsummer came out more recently and i mean Midsummer's like i'm pretty sure on one of those like a, a million watch yeah i do think that's true i think it's on the million watch letterbox doubt before sunrise is not anywhere near that
1: I, I don't think it is either it's now, a cinema bro movie i did, I did want yeah. to let you know silent dawn's review of this he scores things out of a hundred. Okay. He gave this a solid
0: hundred. <laughs> All right, <laughs> easy pal. What this is, the fuck is this wrong? This is not a solid yeah, hundred. Like, this I mean, is like, a great movie. Do not get me wrong. Yeah. There don't are. Me there are. Wrong,
1: but what the fuck is wrong?
0: There's. This is not a perfect movie by any Dude, means. like
1: I mean, yes, the performances come across as real.
0: But it's that do- sometimes that doesn't doesn't real. work in its favor. Yeah. If I'm being honest, and
1: the the cinematography is nice, but it's not a hundred nice. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, T teach Theron, I was just so taken back when I saw it. I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" I was like, "I don't, I don't think I understand you at all." But all right, before we get too lost in that, because I didn't hate this movie, I don't want to come across like I despise this movie. I really, I, I liked it. It was fun. I I think that over overall. I think that I just want to say this. This is my takeaway from this movie. This was the perfect example of what it's like to, to, to fall in love. And it felt universal in the way that I feel like no matter how, who is watching this, you'll see yourself in
0: both of these characters. Oh, absolutely.
1: Which is its best strength,
0: mm. I would argue. Which I think is what made me love... And hate it more than anything I had seen yeah, in, a, in a while. Cause this, like this viscerally impacted you. Cause we're watching this movie. It's been on my watch list for forever. Yeah, for a long time. I've been like I've at all like synagogue. Just like always post pictures from this. Like every now and again discussing film will post something about. Like every cinema, Twitter, Instagram account that I follow will post this on a semi-weekly basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've always put it off to the side because I just haven't been in that mood to watch like indie ro- indie romance movie. And finally. Joey did the right thing. It was like, we're going to watch it. You're going, yeah. we're just going to sit down. And we're going to do this. It's a quick watch hour 40. Let's go. We threw it on the screen and it just felt like I was like, I felt like the guy in, in clockwork orange strapped to the chair, with his eyes <laughs> pried open. Just having to watch all these events that in my, that for me, like obviously not on such a grandiose scale have all happened to me. Like, <laughs> like there are conversations that are had in that movie. I'm like, I've had this on a first date. It wasn't like like one individual person, but it was like each segment was a different first date that I had been on in my life, and having these exact conversations. And it was it was like, oh my god! Like halfway through, like I, I like looked at you and I, I looked at both of you. I'm like I'm having an ego death. Like I'm dying right now. This movie yeah. is killing me. It's physically killing me. Like I'm I like by the time the movie ended, like I'm I'm hollow. Like I'm just like. <laughs> oh my
1: god. Yeah, like how, I, how did they know all that shit about me? Yeah,
0: like, I had never felt so seen in my life, and, like, we, we finished the movie, you guys left last night, and, like, I sat on my in my chair upstairs, and, and Molly was like, how was the movie? And I'm like, I'm fucking devastated. And she was like, I'm so sorry that you feel that way. I'm like, no, that means the movie did its job, and did yeah. it so well. Like, I I've, I've left that movie having such a weird feeling in the pit of my stomach, and and this, this is just, a, this is like a weird thought that I had throughout the movies. Like watching these moments and, and piecing them with instances in my life, just, it was weird how parts of me would be like, I remember that. And then be like, wait, was it, did it happen like that? Or what was this? And like these moments that in like when they were happening to me, IRL, like in real time yeah. were so impactful. And so like, this is it. This is such an incredible, this is our, how we met story. This is crazy. And they're just these fleeting memories of nothingness that once meant so much and now mean literally nothing. And, it, and on on one hand, it's like that's awesome. It's great that like you have these memories that you can you can let go of because they don't mean that that what they meant to you anymore. And then on the other hand, I'm like, there are these moments in my life that I thought were so special, and it turns out in the grand scheme of things, it's just nothing. You've wasted your life thinking about the nothing, and it's just. It, Throw it away. Let it go. In both hands, it's let it go, but one hand is like, it's good that you're letting it go. Another hand is like, you should have let this go ten years ago. What the fuck is wrong yeah, with what you? What the
1: hell is wrong with you, you stupid idiot? Yeah. I'm, I'm right there every day, bro. <laughs> every guy. said the
0: day. two married
3: guys on the
1: show. No, well, I mean in the sense that in the sense that there are many problems in life that I think we have that could be simply solved if we just stopped. Thinking or paying so much attention. To them. Yes, I just yeah. put it that way. My 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 relationship with my wife is so good. We're all well, likewise, we're, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. And I, I mean, it's my my relationship with you guys is
0: so good. I have no qualms. Yeah, we're married here.
1: Yeah, I've married all three. Uh, you, both of you guys. Among
0: the Sean the Chaser podcast, the Polyamorous podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're
2: married. <laughs> um,
1: oh my goodness. They uh, no, but but for, for real, I, I I I do believe that a lot of life's problems could be avoided if you not that you stop thinking about it. It's just when you come to a conclusion, you want to make a decision, make the decision, stop thinking yeah. about it. That's once, it. It's as simple as that.
0: And once you realize these these moments in in your life that you thought held so much power, once you realize that they're all just trivial, they're they're li- don't sweat the little things. Once you realize that they're not that not that important, like you can just let go. And I know that's not really what before the before trilogy is kind of setting you up for like this is the first one it's it's setting you up to be like do not let go whatever you do don't let go
1: well i was gonna say i think that the movie is trying to convince you of exactly what we just said like let it go just let things happen that's what celine and jesse jesse are trying to do it. The entire movie is just, mm-hmm. hey, let's just experience this. This is just, it is what it is. We're only going to see each other for one day, and then before they let each other go, they're like, I don't want to let you go. Yeah, man. like that. Yeah. That's where it really oh, hits. Oh yeah. Where you're like, oh shit, they aren't going to do the the thing, which is why I think that 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 this is such such a uh, a straightforward romance movie. Yeah. But I think it works so well because that last final punch isn't the generic alright well I'm leaving and, they, and, and they're and they going through some weird rocky part of their relationship yeah. and they're, one person's not at the train station the other one has a backpack on and they look over their shoulder and the person's not there and then they're like and then they just get on the fucking train and then out of nowhere the other person starts running <laughs> down Sprinting. the corridor smacking yeah. the window and then the person By just love- and then just in time the person hops off and says i'm staying here forever and
0: then then he gives the 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 speech of like i want to grow tired of looking at you in the morning i want to go i want to go get sick of your disgusting food every day i want to grow to hate you and she's just like oh my god i love you yeah And then then it it has like an epilogue that's literally
1: every single romance movie but this movie plays a little bit different which is like the entire time they're like no, we're gonna go. It's okay to say yeah. goodbye. Let's say goodbye right now. It's not even time to say goodbye. We're gonna say goodbye right now. Yeah. Just, just, just get out of the way. Rip it off like a bandit. And then right before they're about to leave, they're like, you know what? We are still gonna leave. Yeah. But let's just stay in touch. And th- and that's literally how the movie exactly. ends. Which like I like that. It's like it's okay, cool, it's yeah. Nice. It's like it feels it feels more Fresh. realistic.
3: Yeah, I feel like, I feel like I've seen a lot of newer movies that took a lot of Im- inspiration from this movie. Because this felt like it wasn't the first time I had seen this. And I I will even say, like, with some of the other movies, like Richard Linklater, I had no idea was this, like, insane director. I I had heard the name. Right. He's done, like, movies like School of Rock, Boyhood, Dazed and Confused, which I watched recently and loved. Uh, He did Bernie, he did Waking Life, which I think is very similar to this movie, but a different vibe altogether. But it's. A lot of conversation and it's deep i would movie. say uh, 10 times deeper than the than uh before sunrise but the, i would say like the thing i'm i'm pretty excited about with the before sunrise is the movies to follow because i'm i'm excited to see what he can do with the trilogy because i i really like this first movie Same. i really like the chemistry between the two actors I think they worked really well together. Right, as annoying as Ethan Hawke can be, he's still (laughs) amazing. It's so hard to hate Ethan Hawke, and I mean he's like, you know, twenty something here. You just how do you not fall in love with Ethan Hawke in Before Sunrise? Uh, So I think that makes up for some of his like uh weird things he says is his charm yeah and, and i think that in the next two movies i feel i feel like this is only going to be expounded on and i hope it works because i know it's years in between making and and some of richard linklater's movies suck like he did the last flag flying with steve carell oh and that movie and brian cranston that movie is garbage um, he, he i heard also, that was a terrible movie he also did a movie called where do you go uh bernadette with kate B- blanchett and that movie is also very bad interesting very dry yeah,
0: yeah but then he also bernadette did bernie about. and school rock like exactly. those are a classic yeah well, he, school rock was a classic i love bernie yeah.
1: yeah bernie was great i remember watching that just off the cuff one night and i was like that was incredible it's a yeah. good yeah, movie
3: great time it's a good movie it's, it's just definitely a weird watch that's another thing with him. He he isn't staying it within one genre. I feel like no, that. not at all. Like if you watch
0: School of Rock and Before Sunrise back to back, there and I told you these are the same director. You'd be like, no, yeah, like, like how the fuck? No, yeah. you see, School of Rock plays on Cartoon Network once a week. This <laughs> movie plays nowhere. Like yeah. and yet this is like, this is such a, a staple, really, in his in his filmography. And I think that you're. I I agree a hundred percent that that Ethan Hawke, and um. Oh, my God, what's Julie her name? Julie
3: Delpy, right? Yeah,
0: Julie Julie, Julie Delpy. Um, yeah. I think that the two of them have, like, this phenomenal chemistry throughout. The way that she looks at him, the way that he looks at her, and there are these corny romance moments throughout the whole thing that you're, you almost forget, like, oh, this is dumb as hell. Yeah. Like... The in the morning when they like they not really wake up and in the morning when they're walking down the street and the guys playing the harpsichord and they like dance in the street. Yeah. And you're like, man, any other movie that pulled a stunt like this, you'd be like, you fuck this movie. But like, it works. This is the blueprint, man. Like yeah. every indie movie, any any indie romance movie you've ever seen, Five Hundred Days of Summer, Comet, and yeah. bullshit like that, doesn't exist without this movie existing. Seriously. So for that alone, I have to give it. I have to give it praise because it's just like. Without it, I don't have an entire genre of film that I grew up watching pretty, like, religiously. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah.
3: I, I was going to say, I feel like it, it was also, like, where it was set, it had to be shot in Vienna.
0: Oh, for sure. There's no way that was, like, on, like, on a set and or anything like that. Like,
3: I think just choosing that location for something like this also works. Like, that city is so beautiful. It's such, it has a charm, like this rustic charm that makes you almost want them to fall in love. Because right. Because it's such a beautiful spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking that up right now. Yeah, yeah it's uh, Vienna, which is uh, great. Also, $2. two and a half million dollar budget. That's what's up. That's what's great. up. It's not a lot. For 1995.
1: So it was probably used on location, casting, yeah. and... Probably other shit while they were there. I mean, the cast is so small. So
0: yeah, it's, it's just literally like just like the two of them and a bunch of like bi- like characters that are there for like less than a minute. Yep. My biggest gripe with the movie is that they don't see the play with yes. the guy as the cow. Like, I was like, why would you not why see that you play? Even add that in the movie, guess, right? If you're not gonna see the play,
1: I think it's just there to give us another layer of people kind of, interacting with them. I guess they kind yeah. of
3: didn't know what they were going to do. They were like. Let's just go into the night and see what it brings. Yeah. And and that kind of came up, but then it seemed like they were doing a lot more interesting things. They were talking and a play really wouldn't have allowed that yeah that's the excuse i have in my mind because i would have loved to see that play right same (laughs) i
1: think i think it would have just deterred from maybe the character's desire to only spend time with each other is 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 my only my only thought as to why they they missed the play they wanted to kind of send that message home of being that they wanted to be together yeah more than anything Instead of going to this play.
0: <sighs> Which I... I, and I get it. I was curious about the play, though. It looked... Smoking It sounded, out. It sounded sick. And, like, the, what... Like, there's... There would, that would have been a fun thing to do. I, I I want to get into some of the negatives about the movie. Sure. We've been talking about the positives a lot. We have. One, Ethan Hawke humps the pinball machine <laughs> throughout the whole fucking scene that he's playing pinball. Throughout the
3: whole fucking movie. Yeah, the whole... He's p- humping the entire fucking <laughs> pinball machine. It was yeah. so
0: jarring, is like, the first couple times he did it, I was like, maybe he's just, like, going for emphasis, and then, like, that whole scene is just him <laughs> aggressively humping this pinball machine, and I'm just like, okay, I get, I, I like, I get the choice here, but Please stop humping the pinball machine. Yeah, stop.
1: We get it. You are pushing the button, and that is making the arm move. And you want to show emphasis that you really want the ball to go in. I yes, get that. I you understand don't have
0: to do how. For every time you talk, I the get ball. the physics of pinball. Like you yeah. do not need to do what you're doing here. I,
1: I, it kind of kind of came across as like a theater kid playing in a movie. Like, yes. uh, son, you don't have to put your whole body into it. Then
0: how um, will they know?
1: Less is more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah tell a few that i right. Yeah, seriously <laughs> i i sorry that I, I i didn't love that and um i definitely i liked i didn't like ethan hawk as much like i like he's he's charming to to an extent but every now and again like he fires off a line that you're like yeah. what the fuck was that and he talks with his hands like a lot and it doesn't work like yeah. it's like very like not overwhelming, but it's it's off-putting. It's like,
1: somebody who doesn't talk with their hands in real life trying to mimic someone who would talk with their hands. So it just comes across like he's, like, shaking his hands a lot. He like, has, like, this almost Quentin around. Tarantino-ness
0: to him. He's like, look, man, okay, so, like, all right. So I came to Madrid, right? And, like, dude, yeah, so, like, I'm dating this girl, much. okay? Yeah. And, like,
3: <laughs> and I'm just, like, you talking to all over the place.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, uh personally I just uh, just to rag on the movie a little bit because I don't think it's a perfect movie. Um, the my, my personal gripe with it is not that not that the dialogue is bad it's no, no. not it just comes across as a little performative like it's trying to be casual but too much mm-hmm. it's trying to be realistic but too much it's yeah. like just commit to one or the other stop trying to and I feel like maybe that's just the script. But sometimes I felt like the cadence of how things were said was almost monotonous because every scene they would fall into the same cadence. There was a rhythm
0: to every single scene.
1: Which if you like that shit, that's fine. But that's why I don't understand why people are giving this such high reviews because it didn't meld together for me. It was almost like a scene would end and I'm like... God fucking damn it we're going to do this again and, and then another one would start and I'm like holy fucking god here we go another like 30 minute stretch of them just That's talking. called
0: falling in love you heartless yeah. son of a bitch. See, See it's like I like falling in love too
1: but it felt like a play more than it did a movie and like I'm not I'm not even trying to gripe that that I don't like older performances that don't feel real i hate the
0: 90s (laughs) yeah i'm
1: not i'm not saying that it's like i love i love a good over-the-top performance i just i didn't feel like it had it it's its own footing is is it trying to be real is it trying to be i guess dramaticized yeah
3: i was gonna say uh i think it like some conversations that's why i think a lot of this movie worked for me is that it really did feel like it was a rhythm until like some conversations just brought you right out of that, and, yeah, and just sucked you out of it and was like, okay, why would why was that decision made? That did not make sense. That's not a human. How a human? <laughs> right. um, and right. and tell I, me about your first sexual encounter. <laughs> like the, I to me, I felt like the train conversation, the very beginning one, was kind of too long and boring, and then but then when they. And I, at first, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be dreadful. Like, I, I, I can't imagine if I just got to watch them talk on a train for an hour and a half. I know, dude. I was so half. scared. I was yeah. like, bro, we are going to see. Man, this I would have loved to have seen these two people just talk on a train for an hour and a half. Y'all fake. Dude, I the problem no, is I've like seen movies much. like that. Like, we saw a movie with. With Samuel L. Jackson and Tommy Lee Jones, it was uh, Sunset Boulevard. Not Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Limited. Sunset Limited. Me yeah, um, not, yeah. <laughs> Sunset Limited. The Sunset Limited, which is um, like a, a man who wants to kill himself and um, an ex-convict who has like this new belief on life and is very religious. And that movie is so boring. And I it's just it, them bro. two in a room talking about deep philosophic. full full, you know deep things which like waking life does another movie by this guy and i think it does it successfully just with i and i think this is the the good parts of before uh sunrise is uh the the movie moves like you're not set in one space and i think that's why i think i enjoy like i'm glad it was not just on a train Right, I'm. I'm glad it that was. That definitely did add, add we, more to it. You gave me beautiful Vienna, and we we walked through the canals of right. Vienna, and you, you saw the you know the scenery of Europe. That's true. I, um, I think we would gotten bored for an hour and forty minutes of just them talking on a train.
0: <sighs> Y'all fake. Y'all like, know what it's like, like to love. <laughs> I,
3: but like, cause the moment they got on that cart and they started. Asking them each other questions, and you know, like, yeah, have you ever been in love before, yeah. and, and things like that. That that's when I was like, oh, this is gonna be good, right? I like think that that's the moment that really stuck me. And the the train was like okay, it was cute, it was charming, but like it's it still was like, too long. It felt like to it's to lock you in to
0: be like, yeah. all right,
3: I'm curious where these
0: two. Like where their relationship will go in this movie just to see like, alright, well they have a good back and forth together, they definitely are interested in each other, who's gonna be brave enough though to try and make this work and Ethan Hawke takes the first step and you're kind of throughout the whole movie waiting for something to implode like something has to happen that's gonna make these two people realize this isn't a good idea and it just never comes they're just like, alright, well then we're, we're gonna part here, and then the last minute they're like psych, let's meet here in six months and then that'll happen in before sunset, and we'll see what happens there. And yeah. it's before midnight. We'll we'll have to see.
1: I'm actually pretty stoked, and they do have me hooked. I would want to watch the trilogy, but yeah. Where, where are we landing on this movie?
0: I'm giving it a four.
1: I like oh, it. Oh, okay, all
2: right. Yeah. I four.
0: think that that beyond beyond Jesus Christ. Beyond, befo- beyond sunrise. sunrise, the fourth movie. Uh before sunrise has a very strong act one. It has a very compelling act three and i think that act 2 just goes on a little too long and has a couple moments that you're just like wrap it up wrap it up wrap it up wrap it up yeah. but you're right you're also seeing this beautiful country you're you're kind of getting involved in like the culture and their perspectives of culture from this guy that's kind of like this douchebag that wears a leather jacket and has a goatee on ironically and her who's this this not i don't want to say stereotypical french girl but like this like st- i guess stereotypical nepo baby french art student <laughs> um kind of kind of person and just seeing the these two together and how they're not in this movie at least they're not combustible um i had seen and it's this I promise I'm gonna get to my my score here. Yeah. I had seen a comedian this one time who who brought up like watching indie movies, and he was he was like, I would love to see a movie that takes place after the indie movie because the indie movie is always like she's got like a pet panda and he like runs a coffee shop perfectly successfully, and somehow they have enough money to to support each other and follow each other's dreams. And he's like, and it's not. Fucking true that's not how it works that some point one of them is going to have to kill the other if the panda doesn't kill them first like and it's like <laughs> it's like yeah that, that and i think that's one of the things that's very appealing about the before trilogy is that you are you are getting that you start with the indie romance movie and then you're going to move to the second movie and i know the plot of the second and third ones so oh, i'm yeah. very excited to see how it all ties off by the end yeah. um Having said that, I am with Joey. I am also giving this movie a 4 out of 5. This is a fantastic addition to the Criterion Collection. A very strong start to what I'm hoping is a very promising trilogy. But yes, I definitely am not the same person I was 24 hours ago. Nice
1: yeah and that's gonna uh, give it a two <laughs> so i'm not it's not gonna be that low i didn't i didn't hate this movie by any means I, I i i don't think it's it's a perfect movie it's not necessarily a movie i'm gonna go out of my way to watch again i want to finish the trilogy for the sake of being a completionist more than being compelled by these characters i do i do like these <laughs> the these these characters though. he's
0: complaining because there was no blood in the movie
1: <laughs> no I, I i'm more i'm more just complaining because. I I think I think Joey bringing up Waking Life is a great example for a movie that was made by the same guy with a little bit of different direction that made me give myself over to the abstract nature of some of these conversations. Mm-hmm. Before uh, Before Sunrise. Yeah. Uh, before Sunrise. I was getting mixed up because we we're saying all the different. I know. <laughs> They're all kind of similar, but Before Sunrise when they start talking about different topics i feel like it's a little shoehorned in there the conversation didn't naturally flow to death ethan Hawke's character is just a weirdo who just is going to start talking about death like that which i get it that's what the, the, the director want they don't have the See, internet it's more about that's where the director wanted it to go it felt more shoehorned in than a that's what people did it's like it didn't feel that way it felt like that's just where the director wants it to go. Waking Life is, is is an entire dream sequence, so they can talk about whatever they want, and I will accept it, willy nilly. Right. Before Sunrise is trying to be this real thing, that actually happened. They're
3: completely different vibes, too. I so, will say. The,
1: like, which I'm not I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to drag Sunrise through the yeah. dirt. And I think like that, that ca- it, I think it ensnares
0: that realistic, like if. <laughs> Again, this is the blueprint for indie mov- for indie romance movies, yeah. and I think that for 1995, like this was as stone cold accurate of a vibe as it was going to get but and i also is arguably it is and i think that like we're also perceiving ethan Hawke's character in the 2000, almost 2024 mindset of like oh that guy's a fucking freak like <laughs> get away oh, I don't, but in I the don't 90s think, people were probably like charming yeah. look at the look at him in his leather jacket and goatee and sagging pants
1: <laughs> personally so. i don't think he's a freak i just think that it's just a problem with the pacing and the writing more than what he's actually saying. Everything they say in that movie is totally fine. It's part of the character's right. development. It's just more.
0: I'm so scared of what feeling. number you're gonna drop here. No, I'm
1: I'm I'm gonna give it a solid three and a half. If I was having a bad day, I would I would gladly give us a three. That's I'll take it. it. It can't can't go any it. higher than that. But yeah.
0: So. All right. Well, now what kind of correlations you see in between these two movies?
1: <laughs> I That's was a great question.
3: I I think one big one. I think the major one, even the reason I put these two together is because relationships don't last forever. I think you see Ooh. that in both movies. Relationships yeah. are, aren't meant to last forever. Maybe even the message of both these movies Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's kind of, a really good one. I think Midsummer's sure. viewpoint is kind of fucked up, but <laughs> right, it's kind of like it's kind of like the worst case scenario
1: of <laughs> yeah. relationships don't last. Yep. Yeah. Yeah and definitely outside circumstances being a yeah. major part of that but so is before sunrise kind of outside yeah. circumstances you know he was about to leave the country they just yeah. so happened to meet on the last day that's kind of an outside circumstance also, they yeah. they kept talking about how they were living in like fake time and then yeah. they came back into real time meaning you know oh we weren't supposed to meet so it feels like we're outside of time and then when he's about to catch his train now they're back in real time Yeah, they have yeah, exactly. somewhere they need to be and stuff like that that was interesting yeah
3: also um, europe is beautiful i think it's another correlation that that's them. very true both locations
1: yeah.
0: are stunning
3: beautiful yeah
1: do yeah. you have anything right off the dome i
0: mean i'm kind of kind of a kind of piggyback off, <laughs> off of joey i agree that like relationships are very difficult and they're kind of like these like i had brought up at the beginning of of my review for sunrise they're like fleeting moments yeah. and you kind of have to take them you can either you either take them with a grain of salt and just accept them for what they are or you you throw all your money down and you gamble and you say like this is it and this is what's worth yeah. pursuing and I think that in midsummer you have these two characters that kind of throw all their put all their eggs in one basket throw it all down and even though like it's bad and it is not working nobody is, nobody's nobody's re- willing to just drop it nobody's willing to be like it's over even with like even with Danny and Midsummer being like hey I think this is over like That is Christian's moment to be like, you're right, but instead he uses it to, like, just berate and belittle her and be a piece of shit to her, and, you know, it's easy to be an outside spectator spectator watching it and be like, what an asshole, but when you're in, like, a relationship that you just don't want to be in, you also don't want to be the guy that says, like, I'm breaking up with you, you're kind of like, she'll break up with me, It's, it's a very George Costanza thing of like, I'm going to be a total asshole because then yeah. she'll break up with me and then yeah. I don't have to deal with any of this. Yeah. And it's like, right. it's kind of like what I think Christian is and trying to do. They killed their significant a- other. Yeah, exactly.
3: And I I know... Um, I mean, there's a good thing and a bad thing, I think, with both these movies with relationships and ending. Yeah. Dan, for Danny, it's a good thing that it's ending, but yep. for, you know, for the Before Sunrise people, they it's kind of sad and they don't want the moment to end. And I think that's uh, for everyone. They can take that into account. That like you know either you you want to cherish the good times and the pe- the good people that are around you, but then also like if there are bad people around you, those will never last forever. Either. Right. Yeah,
1: and, and like just j- just to add that because that's very similar to what to what I wanted to say is that um, Danny is looking for an escape. As you're saying, and even with George Costanza is a great example. Is that yeah? Is that she's. Not necessarily looking for a means to escape, but when it's given to her, she's happy. Yeah. She's very thankful for it. Yeah. Whereas before sunrise, they knew that they were gonna have to leave each other. They knew that the escape, I guess,
0: was was about to happen. Or but even they, that they're what they're doing. Then that whole movie is escaping. Right.
1: Is is like the entire period of time they spend together is one big escape. Whereas yeah. Danny gets the the escape right at the end and gets kind of thrusted at the at the audience or thrusted at you and danny whereas before is while they're together you're living in this weird escape from reality and they they wish that they could make that their reality mm-hmm. um i i just think that that it's it's very interesting takes on on um
0: an escapism uh, dream uh, fantasy uh, essentially for that, both of them
1: but also relationships and we keep on
0: saying like kind of, I mean like, this
1: kind is the, the, yeah. the same thing right that's yeah. why we pick both these or that that's yeah. why you pick both these movies they're both about relationships yeah. i think i think it was a great choice
0: both on weirdly movies. opposite ends of the spectrum but also like kind of like cross cross paths yeah, a few times yeah, it, in, in, in their strange. storytelling
1: and one's a uh, the horror movie like, like yeah a, like, like a completely different vibe and the other one it still matches
0: and the other one ho- horrified me yeah, <laughs> <there you go. laughs> but yeah that i think that's do you have any other any other th- correlations that was it. Yeah, sweet all right well next week it's been months in the making. Bom. You you may have been, you, those of you who have listened to our podcast on a pretty much weekly basis are probably like, these guys have been watching a whole lot of Neon Genesis Evangelion. What the hell's up with that? Why did they just start watching that? Matt doesn't even watch TV shows. That's true. <laughs> but I watched the whole goddamn thing. He did. He finished yeah. the show. Joey finished it today. And we are here to tell you there was a reason behind all this. You see, yes. we are going to do the, something very different next week. We are having not one. But two guests on the show Ba-dum. next week. Ooh. We are having a returning guest, Ba-dum. Nick Blackburn. He <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Nick Blackburn, uh, who did the Angel's Egg and uh, Signs of Sleep episode. Yeah, yeah, and then episode. first time, first time uh, <laughs> long time listener, first time caller, Jonathan hey. Fitch yeah. is going to be on
2: welcome, here. Welcome, um,
0: welcome. And we are doing for our shot... Andrei Tarkovsky's Stalker. Finally. Mm -hmm. Finally, Mm -hmm. like 55 Mm -hmm. episodes Mm -hmm. in. It's not like it's our background for everything or anything like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. It's
3: really a shocker we haven't watched this yet. And then to
0: chase this down, we are going to be watching... The end of Evangelion movie, Crazy. a movie that these two have no idea about. No,
3: I, I, I have somewhat of an idea, and I am pretty sure it's not a chaser. So I'm <laughs> yeah,
1: really very not. not <laughs> it's not. It's literally we're just gonna be taking. Stalker two really
0: shots. might be the chaser. <laughs> In Stalker. all honesty, it's not not wrong. It's very <laughs> possible that Stalker could be more of a chaser for this. Stalker's ending is very light, probably compared yeah. to
1: whatever Evangelion's gonna end with. Yes, I am but so excited. All similar to the
0: i'm so excited i will say this may be our longest episode to date there's a there's some there's some chit chat of cutting it into two episodes like Uh just depending on how long it goes because i know like with with five five white guys down in a basement talking about evangelion and stalker i can't imagine this being a 90 minute episode it's gonna be great (laughs) i'm so excited i've been looking forward to this for months it's gonna be and super exhilarating. We'll have to
1: see if we can get people. Honestly, we'll have to see if we can get them over here earlier, man. I just now dawned on me that that we might want to start maybe at least like an hour earlier than 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 when we normally. So start.
0: I'm thinking about just doing it over two days, cause like, oh, okay, cause stalkers right. three oh, hours. My God. And then, and then, End of Evangelion is only like eighty-five minutes. Oh, so all right. I'm thinking like just like it let's might do be doable. It's it's definitely not impossible. Yeah. But I figure like let's just do End of Evangelion while like Evangelion's fresh in all of our minds. And then on Tuesday, we can watch Stalker. We can either have everybody come over and we'll watch it, or we can all individually watch it. or Whatever. Either cool, way, we'll yeah, get whatever. it taken care yeah. of. And then all next right, Wednesday, don't, don't. Oh, okay. might have to take off work Thursday morning depending on how late we're up. Just being like, no, this is what the Jesus robot really means. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh but uh matt where can people find us on letterboxd on letterboxd
1: we're under shot and chaser pod just got us all caught up with those reviews baby. i just
0: saw that way to go uh you can also find us on x at the shot and the chaser podcast or at shot chaser pod 22 we are also on instagram at the shot and the chaser pod um we are definitely more active on twitter it's gonna be a lot of fun over these next couple days. A lot of big movie announcements and shit are supposed to be coming out. And it's been
1: kind of boring on there, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Well, with I, Alamo I'm, I'm
0: making all these find... announcements, I'm sure that we'll have something to That's true. something to post. I'm trying to find shit. to What post, was it? You posted I'm something trying. wacky as hell earlier. Like I feel like today that I was like, "What the hell yeah, did you just
1: post?" Boring. Did I, my man? I, I I try to post things that are only relevant. I don't. Oh, it
0: was to, like, the it was range. what is the best horror movie that involves clowns? And you posted killer clowns from outer space. I almost like went on here and removed you as an admin. Like I was so close that I was like, nope, nope, I'm a good just person. Just for you, I know, buddy. you fucking asshole. <laughs> I know you're gonna make me watch that at some point too, but
1: no I listen, I'm not I'm not that cruel. <laughs> okay. <News to> us.
0: <laughs> <You're right. laughs> but until then, I'm Nick. I'm Matt and I'm Joey. Hell yeah, thank you guys so much and have a good night.
3: Hey, Danny.